Let's talk about movies. Everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And today is a Disney double feature or triple feature. Sorry. I, I got, got I wanted to do the Devin's Disney whatever. <laughs> I appreciate um, the attempt. To Disney it. triple feature. Today we're going to be talking about not only three Disney films, but we are announcing a giveaway and talking about some mm. other stuff coming from Disney this week because... It's Disney Plus week or Disney Plus day. D23 is this weekend. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on with Disney. So we figured let's talk about Disney. Um, but before we get into that, we're going to get into some other stuff. Things that we've watched over the, the last weekend, uh, long weekend here in the States. Devin, uh, you had like an election or something. I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah, it's a lot. But we're going to talk about things that we watch. And if you've been watching, you have to watch this. Actually, I'm sorry. I, I, I forgot because I don't have it in the show notes. I wanted to address something that happened over the weekend and congratulate oh. friend of the show, Chad. <gasps> friend of the show chad oh gosh yes. friend of the show chad Seriously, is in, is engaged uh, uh cannot wait to meet his fiance but congratulations to yes. both of you um her name is escaping me yana yes uh con- yeah, congratulations congratulations <laughs> um yeah, i just want to i just want to do a quick shout out to you yeah, guys that's um, awesome i love that congrats guys. yes all right now back to business um If you've been watching the show for the last three weeks, you would have seen Devin made me watch Lord of the Rings trilogy extended edition for the first time. All in preparation for Rings of Power and Rings of Power came out over the weekend. Devin, I'm really excited to hear what you thought of the first two episodes of the Rings of Power. Perfect. I didn't watch them. Son of a. Okay. That's great. It's a, my weekend got away from me. I watched them. Uh, I Did I'm you? more caught up on Lord of the Rings than you are at this point. Um, That's that hurts me. It, that hurts me. Hard. It hurts me too. Um, I I enjoyed. Okay. There's a lot of discourse going on about going on about this show right now, and it's not all great. There's a lot of internet trolls um oh, for the lack of a better term review bombing this show and comparing it to another show and that other show in question is house of dragons and i've how does this compare um they are two different shows so and i don't think i don't think any show that only has 3 episodes out can really boast itself as being better than a show that has 2 episodes out um, <laughs> I will say this from my, my personal opinion. Uh, I think rings of power had a better pilot episode than house of dragons. Okay. Um, because I, I talked about it before that house of dragons doesn't have that Jamie Lannister pushing Bran Stark out the window moment to end the finale. That makes right. you want to watch more rings of power kind of does. 
it has a moment like, oh, there's a lot of things going on. Like, okay, well, what does this mean? What happens next? Like, there's a lot of things that lead you into the next episode. One of the problems I'm having with House of the Dragon is, and Devin, you 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 remember at the end of Lord of the or the end of Game of Thrones where they just kind of quick traveled around Westeros like without any yeah, regard. and it like didn't matter really. Yeah. Okay. Imagine if they did that, but they jumped years at a time. Ew. Every single episode. <laughs> it sounds like you'd get exhausting, honestly. It it, it is. And uh-huh. I understand why they are doing it now. Um, mm-hmm. Because they have referenced these characters in Game of Thrones. And I saw the clip and I was like... Well, because they're getting to Aegean, right? Yes. The, the Mad King. Uh, no, not quite the Mad King. Still still, oh, okay. still a few generations before that. But they're, get, they're oh, getting okay. to this conflict and they're setting it up. And the conflict that they're doing is between... The princess and her half brother, whose half brother, sure. half brother was just born this last week. Like he was two years old. Like they, 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 <laughs> already fighting. so they jump from, uh, hit the king announcing he's going to take a wife to her having already being pregnant with the second baby. And they jump pretty much jumped oh. four years from episode two to three. And there was like a, a year between episodes one and two. So they keep doing that to get to this main conflict that they're trying to set up. Which I get, it's just jarring and very hard to follow, yeah. and I'm not super thrilled about it. But I'm still watching it because now that I know, I, I can bear with it. Rings of Power, there's a lot of questions there um, because it's not based on a book that has the story written out. It's based on mm-hmm. other things that Tolkien wrote. So I don't think you have to to insult one to praise the other. I think they are both fine yeah. shows for what they are. Uh, and I, I'm excited to watch them both. I don't think we need to, to pit them against each other. Uh, this isn't the, the 80s and it's not Star Wars versus Star Trek like it was back then. Because uh, if those if those and two we, fandoms can get along, like, why can't why can't these? Well, I mean, liking TV shows isn't a zero sum game. You can like multiple TV shows that are fairly similar in, in I guess, style. It's totally fine. Yeah. Ryan, any thoughts? Ryan, will, yeah. Will you watch any of these? I dive down the viper's nest on the people that hate um, uh, Rings of Power and oh, like no. the comment sections and stuff. And I'll just keep it simple. Uh, mm. I don't agree with any of the basis where any of these people are coming from. Okay. But the stuff that does have some merit, like merit that's this thin, <laughs> okay, is yeah. is that they're seeing these different like people so like the mountain trolls versus the elves and this and that they are complaining about how they are being represented compared to how they've always been represented in the books that they've read um but then every time they complain about that someone goes yes but you're forgetting this passage like it's almost like watch it's almost like watching people argue over bible study you know they're bringing up different passages from different things to try to like bring up their points and it's just I don't know how how else to explain it, but a viper's nest, because that's just what it was. <laughs> I, I don't say this enough, but thank you, Ryan, for being my window into the parts of the internet I don't want to look at. <laughs> all I need is this summarized digest. I now don't care at all what the discourse <laughs> is. You've summarized it. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I don't mind doing this stuff because I spent a long time when I was in college and just out of college, like deep deep diving into websites that were popular and like 
the late early millennium mm -hmm. that a lot of this stuff started on so i mean i'm used to reading this type of nonsense so yeah gross you know. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to both shows to have successful first seasons. Um, Good. And then when they were both over, I will let you know what I think of them. Hopefully, Devin gets caught up um, at some point on Rings of Power. I will. I 100% will. Um, Ryan, do you watch anything? Yeah, uh, a few things, actually, but I'm going to narrow it down to one. Good, because I only um, pulled one I thing. Watched... Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Chris, Chris, Kristen and I watched a few movies, including The Samaritan, which is Sylvester Stallone's superhero movie. And it's good. I I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, don't, don't expect to see a storyline that tries to get as deep as a DC movie. And don't expect the type of humor you get out of a Marvel movie. If you go into it thinking, oh, it's Stallone's superhero movie, you'll you'll be entertained <laughs> okay um this is on amazon I, right yeah the, this is on amazon if i'm okay. yeah yeah i believe so. i keep and it, i keep forgetting amazon it, has stuff like i watching rings of power they redid their their um the format of the app that i use and i was like oh yeah i didn't realize they did this this is interesting um, yeah the, the, there's a lot of stuff on there but it's Sylvester Stallone obviously plays in a aging superhero who's in hiding. Uh, there's a little kid who's technically his neighbor, finds out who he is, and then chaos ensues. Um, and it takes place in a made-up city called Granite City. So no one can say that, like, oh, no, Philly's not actually like that, or, oh, L.A.'s not that bad. Like, That's no fair. one can actually say that because it's a made-up But it's Stallone, so everyone assumes it's Philly, right? Right. <laughs> I would assume so. I mean, <laughs> it is Stallone, and I, mean, I I just picture they they substitute know. the Rocky statue for a Samaritan statue, and <laughs> um, yeah, I point. mean it. There is a I think there is a Samaritan statue in it, but I can't really remember. Anyway, I mean it, it was like I said. I watched it. I was entertained by it. It's just go into it just realizing it's a Stallone superhero movie. So pretty much it's an it's a Stallone action movie just happens to have superheroes on it <laughs> just i i'm sold <laughs> okay um yeah i i'm interested in this i've barely heard about it though so i'll, I'll if i get bored and I remember that i have prime i'll have to check this out um yeah. i saw a thing over the weekend um and it was very it was the the way i wanted to see this movie when it came out in december but couldn't because it came out in december i saw the spider-man no way home more fun stuff edition at my at this? my local drive-in, uh, they re-released uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home with 11 minutes of extra footage. So they went back and oh. put out all the deleted scenes that were taken off of the Blu-ray at the last minute, and put them back into the movie. And with okay. the exception of one uh, series of clips, everything they added was delightful. Uh, there was one segment that where they just do a bunch of Betty Brant high school interviews with everyone like the teachers and Peter and Ned and it went on for too long. Like that would have been a great bonus feature on the DVD, but that was the only thing that they added that took me out of it. Everything else they added was phenomenal. There's more, 
There's more of the three Peters. Spoiler alert. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in it. They're in the poster that's on the screen. Yeah. Uh, there's more dialogue between the three of them. Uh, there's more with, there's a little bit more with Happy and Matt Murdock in oh. here. Uh, just a, some slight changes. Like there's a one scene where they extend it and change the music out. Uh, hmm. And I, I thought everything they added with the exception of that one scene made the film uh, fit better with the previous two. There's a lot more of the high school stuff. Um, so you get to deal more with what Peter deals with, with his whole high school, knowing that he's Spider-Man. There's a mm-hmm. new post credit scene where you see what happens at the high school without him. Like, like they're, they all graduate yeah. and like, he's like redacted from all of the photos that he's supposed to be in. Like b- birds Aww. are flying over his face and stuff. Um, <laughs> But I really enjoyed it. I really hope they release it on Blu-ray for everyone to see because I think that's probably going to be my favorite way to watch the watch that movie now. So I was going to ask, having just gone through the extended edition of all the Lord of the Rings movies, is this this is your preferred way now? Like, if anybody is watching this movie for the first time, you would say watch this one first. Yeah, probably. There, there are some there's okay. some editing choices that make more sense in this version than they did in the theatrical. Like when all of the villains show up at Happy's apartment, uh, there's mm-hmm. that weird shot where it's just his security camera and with all the guys walking in. They explain yeah. why you see that because Happy's oh. like in a boardroom with his lawyer Matt Murdock and yeah. Damage Control. And he gets an alert on his phone about all of these guys walking into his house. And, oh, it, and so there's okay. like a little bit more happy there. Um, a lot of subtle things that they changed, but there's just some lines between the three Peters that are really fun. Um, Good. That I don't want to spoil here, but I will let you guys know after the, after the show. Um, Perfect. So this is one thing that you won't see on Disney plus for a while, probably, but Everything else we're going to talk about today is going to be on Disney Plus this week. So let's, uh, well, kind of. Let's get into our big announcement. We are doing a giveaway. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, if you head over to our Instagram page, you are going to see a post of the Hocus Pocus 2 teaser, tr- teaser poster. And we're giving away that poster. I have it mm-hmm. right here to give away. We're going to mail it to you. If you want to win the poster that you see on the screen right now, head over to our Instagram. And all you have to do is follow us on Instagram, uh, comment on the post, tell us your favorite character from Hocus Pocus, your favorite line, what you want to see in Hocus Pocus 2, how your day is going, just whatever you want. Comment on the post, follow us, and then if you want an extra, you're entered to win the post poster. Mm-hmm. If you want to enter again all you have to do is tag three friends tag the your sanderson sisters tag them let <laughs> let them know about our giveaway and you'll be entered to an, an extra chance to win the poster uh within reason don't don't like tag all of your friends and try to get multiple one one additional entry per right per person um it, i'm really excited about this yeah I think it's cool. I like the poster a lot. I like the way it looks, and I'm sad I can't win it because I have. A I mean, we never said we could. You couldn't. <laughs> um, oh, I thought that was implicit. I, All right, well, I'm doing it. 
<laughs> I mean, you won't, but um, yeah, so it's a 27 by 40 poster, double sided. You could backlight it and it's going to look beautiful, just like the theater movie theater posters that you see outside of the theater. So check that out over on Instagram. And with that, we're going to get into our Disney uh, triple feature for the week. Uh, talking about uh, Ryan's pick for today, which is Princess and the Frog. Ryan, take it away. Oh, sorry. I, my horrible things happen when you're doing live shows okay. and things don't work the way they should. Do we, do we need to move to everything? Was, we, no, 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 okay. no, no, no. We're good. I'm just, I'm whatever. So good. my pick was princess and the frog. Uh, reason being is that the resort that I stayed at in Disney three weeks ago was themed of new Orleans. And so mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, found out that Alan hadn't seen it. So I picked this one for it. It's a 2009 uh, movie. It's uh, Disney's, it was supposed to be Disney's last like hand and uh, uh, is animated feature. And as far as I'm concerned, it's one of the most underrated Disney movies. I saw this maybe about a few years after it came out, really enjoyed it, hadn't watched it again for a while. Probably seen it maybe five times. That's including the two times I've seen it since three weeks ago. Um, it's got probably, as a whole, some of my favorite music uh, from a Disney uh, movie. And I just, I love the the cast, which I had up on my phone, and my phone just decided to go on me. That's what I was talking about before. Um, so, what, since Alan, I know it was your first time seeing it, what did you think? I wish there's computer animated. No, uh, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I wish there's computer computer animated. Oh, no, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Like I messaged you guys immediately when I started watching it because I recognized a voice yeah. and I was like, I didn't know John Goodman was in this. Like, why did I wait 10 years to watch this? Yeah. Um, but I, I thought it was good. It made me really hungry for gumbo. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had gumbo, um, but I, I oh. want some. Yeah, you got to change yeah. that, man. Gumbo's great. Um, wow. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I had known, I knew some of the songs from the internet. Like some of them were like sounds on TikTok for a while. So I knew them from that. Uh, but overall, I enjoyed it. Okay. Now, Devin, now I know you are like Disney expert and everything, which we've been joking <laughs> amongst the three of us how weird it is that like... You know, we're like I'm the one that's been talking Disney like yeah. crazy, and you're the one who's actually the big Disney nut. What uh, What's your history with it? Where like Where do you rate it? Do you feel like me calling it the most underrated Disney animated film is uh, uh, a uh, I guess right? Like correct? Do you, yeah, sure. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I have such a weird relationship to this movie so romana loves this movie loves 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 it this is one of her favorite disney movies so i definitely understand the appeal of this movie i saw it first when i was in college and i definitely saw it first during my oh disney that creatively and morally bankrupt company i guess i'll watch their animated feature entertain me mouse and like that's where i like came at this movie from so i saw it in a really not great place and was absolutely charmed by it it wasn't what i was expecting and that was really great. And I remember having really fond memories of this. I hadn't rewatched this movie in its entirety until this week for this movie. So this is only the second time I've seen the movie. Okay. 
I like the movie. If it's on, I will always watch the movie. I don't know that I will seek this movie out because some of the plot lines in it, I just, I, I cannot connect to. And we'll talk about that because we'll have to. But I absolutely love the villain. I think the yeah. villain's phenomenal. Facilier is, is like, I miss good Disney villains 100%. Um, and, and he's, oh, he hits so well. And as far as underrated Disney movies, Rescuers Down Under is my number one underrated Disney movie. De- I, I'm just going to call it now. Devin does not identify with this film because he is not a frog. <laughs> That's fair. It's very fair. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. Given, given the frog thing, um, this is one. So I really like the idea that Disney and animated films are always been known for like talking animals, mm-hmm. and and that whole thing. I have two, two of my favorite moments in this. One is. Uh, with the, the comic r- r- relief rich girl, which we'll get to later because she's one of the reasons why I absolutely love this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, when they turn into frogs and they go up on the balloons and the dog talks and the main character is surprised at it and then the prince goes, you know, if you're going to complain about every little thing, it's going to be a really long night. And I'm like, oh, that's a perfect thing to say given that you're two newly human frogs who you know, going to be dropped off in the middle of the bayou somewhere. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so when it comes, uh, so when it comes to characters, like mm-hmm. Alan, who stood out to you besides John Goodman and <laughs> um, Devin, who didn't you connect with? Alan, you want to go first? Um, the, I like the alligator who plays trumpet. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, uh, yeah. Was it Louie? Is it Louie? <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I believe it's yeah. Louie. Uh, I was a little, like, thrown off by Jim Cummings' uh, Firefly thing that he was doing. <laughs> um, Just wait. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I like I liked the alligator. That was a pleasant surprise for me because I didn't know about that one coming in. Uh, so yeah. that caught me off guard. And I, what, as a trumpet player, as a former trumpet player, uh, I like trumpet players. In <laughs> fact, yeah. hold on. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, <laughs> if you had your trumpet, I would have been so excited. Yeah, uh, my my favorite instance with with that is when he tries to do it the first time and then jumps off, and then the entire side of the steamboat turns into guns. a tank. It's just yep. done. It's like, which if Disney hadn't animated the most American scene ever in a movie, it's that one. It's that yeah. one. <laughs> I'm trying I was trying to think of other instances of guns in Disney movies, and I guess Pocahontas. Oh right. Um Pocahontas, uh Pirates of the Caribbean. A- an- uh, animated. Like, animated. Animated, okay. Uh, but if we're go if we go Ambi. if we're going live action, then there's guns in Sister Act, and that's a Disney film. Uh, <laughs> well, true. <laughs> Good shout. Good shout. Yeah, true. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, animated? I mean, I mean, Winnie the Pooh was strapped. Fox and the Hound. It was a cork gun, but he was. Yeah. Oh, oh, too soon. Fox and the Hound. Oh, oh, oh. That one gets me. At least he hmm. didn't. At least didn't have glasses to lose. Anyway, Devin. <laughs> okay, so the one that I didn't connect with was the Firefly. I have such a hard time with his plot of 
I love this firefly. It's actually the star. And now I'm a star. I, no part of me like that. No part of me was like, I hope he gets to see his love. I was just like, you dumb firefly. It's a star. I, like the whole time. I was not on board yeah, with him. Yeah. No, this movie actually makes me tear up when he dies at the end. So oh, right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Devin, you are a horrible her- human being. Um, <laughs> no, the, the whole, the whole thing with that, like, I, I just assumed that it was like, I knew that his love was dead. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's a Disney movie. Like I, I have no problem with a firefly dying and a, a, another star showing up in the sky. Like whatever. This is about two, two yeah. people being turned into frogs by voodoo. Uh, <laughs> so okay, that's fair. doesn't really stretch my imagination that much. To the point where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I think for me with this movie, I think the movie goes so hard on the animation in a, in a way that they could, they really pulled it off that like only this movie could have been done animated. Like imagine that friends on the other side song, if it wasn't an animated movie, if this was like a CG movie, it wouldn't be so impactful and it wouldn't be so visually stunning. And I like this movie a lot for those reasons, I think. Did you guys have the same thing? Or were you like, that eh, was fine? I mean, I think you could, like with technology now, you could definitely do that whole scene live action. I think it'll be a lot scarier yeah. for kids. Uh, I myself yeah. am creeped out by the whole concept of voodoo. Like, I don't even want to dive into it that much on the well, show. So, Well, that that's one of the things that I had stuff up for that oh, I, is it? I lost. Because I, I went in because... Being baseball, we've talked about voodoo before because of Major League, and I wanted to be like, you know, the reason why the the term exists is because of ignorance on our end of Mm -hmm. other people's cultures, and it was just, let's just use a blanket statement and cover it. And I had a list of beliefs that people just called the once the one term and that's what i lost and that's that's part of what i was upset about plus the cast list and all that other stuff so but yeah i mean and that's one that's one of the things i love about this movie too is like that scene the friends on the other side and it's creepy it's legit kind of scary like it works for and this time of year the fall getting close to halloween it works (laughs) yeah oh yeah I also like that this is one of the few Disney movies where the prince actually has a character arc and he's not just <laughs> this like perfect ideal of a human being that like not, is just the love interest. Where the prince has a name, not yeah. just Prince Charming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, I, I like, I don't know if I'm supposed to take his name this way. And if it's not, I apologize. But Prince Naive? What's his? Uh, Naive. Levine. Naive. I, because of the way my brain works, because I'm dyslexic and spelling isn't really a big thing of mine, I always see it as it's supposed to be a pun of like Prince Naive. He's naive to actual like struggles of life, and that's what he has to learn in the swamp. That's how I've always taken his I mean, name and that. the character. So, yeah, I can see it being reminiscent of the thing. Like, I think that's totally, yeah. totally legit, and, and honestly, a deeper dive than than I think I've taken. <laughs> but yeah. You hinted at Mama Odie, and I want to talk about her. Mom of oh, the the, uh, the the blind woman that lives yeah. in the bayou. Yeah, Mama okay. Odie. Yeah, okay. Let, let's. What? Well, did, did you like her? No, you you were no, like no. I want to talk about Mama Odie. I'm like okay, no. I want to talk about her too. No, I I I absolutely love her character. 
Uh, mm -hmm. She's every Disney movie needs to have like a quirky, you know, older person in it, and that's mm -hmm. who she is, and it makes it. I love the fact that she's what close to two hundred years old. I think they say yeah. in this. Yeah. So, what's your take on her? She's my favorite song in the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. She does. I, I think she's a wonderful character, and she is my favorite song. I love that. I okay. love she go, she goes through that whole thing, and they're just like. We want like they don't learn any lessons from it. They just keep going. No, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alan, did you have a favorite song or maybe one or two that stood out to you? Uh, I liked Friends on the Other Side. Um, just maybe just because of Dave Keith's voice. Like yeah. he he yeah. Yeah. like. It's weird that I think of Community when I hear his voice now, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that one's good. I like the art style of Almost There. How it switched to like a nineteen yeah. twenties yeah. like style. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, we should uh, we Definitely. should uh, wrap up Princess and the Frog and move on here shortly. Okay. Okay. So uh, two last things. Mine is my uh, my favorite song of it's Almost There. Then second is uh, Down in New Orleans. Um, pretty much the two songs that are like the start of the movie, mm -hmm. but. I've this movie has my favorite comic relief character in any Disney movie, and that's the rich girl. She oh, is yeah. <laughs> hysterical, and in fact, it one of one of the lines that makes it uh, that makes me feel that way about it is when she tells the one guy at the party, Travis. No, here we go. There are plenty. <laughs> There are plenty of young fillies dying for you to waltz them into a stupor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, her, her lines are. I mean, the lines around her are wonderful. You know that. You know, yeah. there's a follow-up series about that character, right? I don't really follow into uh, like yeah, the whole, like um, series after the movie. Yeah. So. No, uh, I did not. She gets three roommates. Uh, one of them comes in from a nursing home, and they eat cheesecake. <laughs> Because every time she was on screen, I just pictured Blanche from the Golden Girls. I was, I was gonna say, Alan, you're gonna have to name me the name of the show because it's, like I was completely lost. Yeah. On, no, on that like one. she, she, like credit to them for doing the the Southern Dame archetype yeah. correctly because it reminded me of Blanche <laughs> up to the point where she even calls her her dad Big Daddy, like Blanche does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's all I could think of when I saw her on screen was uh yeah and yeah no and, and that's and so i mean that's my thing about you know why i picked this movie again we were down in new orleans the resort i highly recommend doing port new orleans french the, yeah. the french quarter side uh there's riverside which is just like plantation mansions okay i'd rather do french quarter yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fair. Fair. um so yeah i mean Unless you guys have anything else. What I have one thing that I wanted to ask from this. Okay. What food in this made you guys want it the most? Because I mentioned that that I really want oh. gumbo, but the thing that made me like mm -hmm. really hungry was seeing the beignets. Like I yeah, love me a good I love me a good beignet. Oh. We we had those when when we were at the resort. Don't they, you they, do this they, to me, they Ryan? They had a cafe and oh. they had legit beignets available with like different you know, different toppings, different jams and jellies. And like, 
Kristen was like, I was like, well, what is it? Because at first I had no idea what she was talking about. Like a vignette, what, what's that? <laughs> and she was like, well, you like donuts? I'm like, yeah, it, I love donuts. She was like, it's kind of like that. Best way to describe it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it is just, I ate like five in one sitting. I made myself sick. I couldn't stop. Like they're so just, trim- oh my God, they're so good. They're Did it make so you appreciate good. the beignets in the movie more? Oh, so much more. It, good. I com- yeah. <laughs> if you if you want to see a fun story of beignets on Chef Show, the uh, John Favreau Roy Choi cooking show on Netflix, mm-hmm. there's a whole saga about beignets because they mess it up the first time and then have to go back and revisit it later on in the show. So. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I love that show. I'll have to watch it. All right. I think that does it for Ryan's pick, Princess and the Frog. Uh, Devin, let's talk about your pick for the Disney triple feature. I want to start with a story about my pick. So it's probably on screen yes. now. I picked the Rocketeer, the 1991 Joe Johnson vehicle. Okay. I told Romana and told everyone in my apartment that we're doing a Disney triple feature. The reaction was, finally, you're doing good movies for the podcast. What movies are you watching? And I go, oh, we're watching Princess and the Frog and the new Chippendale movie and the Rocketeer. And Romana goes, you didn't pick the Rocketeer, did you? I go, I picked the Rocketeer. She's like, and then I got this whole rant about how there are better Disney movies and how dare I pick the Rocketeer. And it's so horrible. And I'm the worst. So, guys, I'm the worst. Thank you both for for bearing with me. In your defense, you make us do this every six months. Every other every other pick of yours is a Disney movie. You will you yeah. will pick better ones, I'm sure. <laughs> and I hope that it, I hope that everyone in your apartment enjoyed the other two films. That's fair. That's fair. And we'll I'll, I'll definitely talk about that yeah. in a moment. So yeah, The Rocketeer, 1991 movie. It stars Billy Campbell, a young but not labyrinth young Jennifer Connelly, uh, good old T. Dalt, Timothy Dalton, who's uh just a pleasure to be on screen. And the background for this is actually based on a 19, I think it's 85. Yeah, 1985 comic book of the same name. And it was adapted to screen by Jeffrey Katzenberg, who at the time was essentially running Disney's movie division. This is back when they wanted to move into kind of more broad types of movies. I had seen this movie first when I was a young, young lad, primarily from my dad, who's like, oh, James Bond's in another movie. I need to watch that one. Uh, and was introduced to it that way. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Um, post Iron Man, it's definitely a movie. Um, I want to hear what your guys' thoughts are on it. This movie does have a bit of a cult following around it. So it didn't find its audience when it first launched, but it definitely found its audience later in life. So ha- first off, have either of you seen this movie before? Several times. Oh, cool. Okay, great. Never. <laughs> a lot of first so, for you today, yeah. Alan. So so let's start with Ryan then. So we start with Alan before. Let's start with Ryan. Ryan, how do you feel about this movie? What's your history with it? Oh, well, I saw it in theaters. Oh, wow. I thought, I thought it was really cool. I wanted the helmet for the longest time. Oh, I never yeah. got it. Um, I had a solid plastic figure uh, that I think I got through McDonald's, I think, um, oh. where it was the Rocketeer, like, blasting off. So, like, it was a mold of, like, the smoke. And so... And so, like, the figure sat on the smoke, and, like, mm-hmm. it was him with his head up, like, launching. Oh. Um, I watched this thing to death when I was a kid, so much so that I tried to rewatch this again, if, like, two months ago. Because mm-hmm. I had nothing else to do. I'm like, oh, I'll rewatch The Rocketeer. I haven't seen it since I was, like, you know, like, I turned it off because I was like, I 
this this just doesn't really speak to to me really anymore okay and i think if i would have sat through another two minutes it would have grabbed me again because it did this time um (laughs) uh but no this is a movie that i enjoy it's aged but i think it's a nostalgia movie like yeah if you've seen it as a kid it's it's a good watch mm-hmm. that idea and theory is going to be tested when we go to alan exactly i'm really <laughs> curious to see how someone with fresh eyes goes into this movie so alan what did you think of the rocketeer it reminded me of those it almost felt like a disney channel original movie from the 90s with ah. a budget good um, it, yeah. it basically is that Mm-hmm. Um, I like Joe Johnson as a director, so this has been on my list for a while. Um, but I really, I enjoyed it. Like it was fine. I I don't see myself going back and watching it again. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the the plot was kind of predictable. I love that they got James oh, yeah. Bond to play the villain because uh, he's pretty much playing a Bond villain in this. Let's be honest. He is. Oh um, yeah. But. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Like I have no, yeah. nothing this is really the against James it. Bond I forgot about. <laughs> yeah, Timothy Dalton. Yeah, this this because I was like I'm thinking like Devin said there's James Bond in this. Where's James Bond in this? I don't see any James Bond. And then Alan said who it was. I'm like, oh, that's the one I forgot about that you guys had to like <laughs> yell at me about. <laughs> oh goodness, friend, friend of the show, <laughs> Timothy Dalton. Timothy uh, <laughs> Dalton, my goodness. So this definitely comes in an era where Disney thinks that everybody was obsessed with gangsters and not just gangsters, but caricatures of what a gangster could be. Because also this is the same around the same time as like Dick Tracy and you still kind of get like Dick Tracy vibes, especially from Ronald Tiny Ron Taylor. So I wanted to talk about that. Yes. This movie made because I love that movie. I love the Dick Tracy Tracy movie. I, I will I will watch that to, to, to the cows come home. 100%. So much so that it made me add it to the list of movies to have you guys watch, which that might be happening sooner rather than later. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, But yeah, no, that character with like, it's, it's those choices that I say, unless you grew up with this movie, I don't think this would be enjoyable or make any sense to people because like you've got, because I mean, like you've got the actual gangsters, the guy Mm -hmm. that runs the club and their normal stereotypical club owning 1930s gangsters. And then you have this guy that looks like he walked off of a Dick Tracy comic. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. (laughs) It makes no sense for this one character to look like this and everyone else to look normal. And he was totally ADR the whole time. Like his mouth didn't quite line up like for any of his lines. And like no. as a kid, I remember being very scared by this character and thought he was very cool. This time around, he took me out of the movie. Alan, did you have that same reaction to this guy? No, like I kind of having not seen Dick Tracy, I kind of just looked at him like a villain from like the Spider-Man animated show, like Hammerhead. He just kind of looked deformed yeah. because he's a gangster. Like, okay. That's what a life yeah. of crime he, does he's, to your He's face. a bad guy. Like, got it. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. All he was missing was the twirly mustache. Yeah. Really, though. Yeah. What they used to do in, like, the Dick Tracy comics and then other comics of that era was that they would take the gangsters. All back then, the real gangsters had silly names like Babyface oh, yeah. and all this other stuff. What they did in those comics was that they took their nicknames and actually put it on their faces. Mm. So, like, Little Face McGee would have a normal sized head, but his face would take up this part of yeah. the face like really teeny tiny and it like flathead would just have a f- legit a flathead. flathead um and that's where i feel like they were trying to go for it to kind of like get into the mood of like that era but mm. it would have been better if like let's say all the gangsters looked like that yeah or maybe more than just one person yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's why he took me out yeah <laughs> So one of the things I like the most about this movie that really kind of drew me in was this very specific era of, like, this is Hollywood. Anybody could be a secret. I mean, in this case, it was a secret Nazi, but anyone <laughs> could be a secret communist. Anyone could be secretly working for the enemy. And, I, and you know, and then the gangsters are involved. In the, and I, oh, my gosh, I love this time period. Did you guys have that same connection to that? Because, like, that's what brings me back to this movie and made me like it the most. It wasn't him flying around like it was when I was a kid. I've seen Iron Man. It's been done better. But it's that like that very specific era of Hollywood and gangsters and all that. Oh, I love it. It's, uh, yeah, I can see that with like the pre-World War II stuff. Like we're not in the mm-hmm. war yet. So there's like, mm-hmm. but there's still like suspicions around peoples and stuff. Um, no, I enjoy that era too. I, I, like looking at the poster they have here, like I really like that style, that Art Deco style from that yeah. period. Um, but yeah, I'm fascinated with old Hollywood stuff too, because uh, this is like pre-McCartneyism, McCarthyism. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I, I this uh, this movie actually made me add the Phantom because it's around the same era, like the 1930s. Um, I am so yes, I am Alan. so glad you brought that up. The Phantom, that's the one with Billy Zane, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I could have I could have sworn Billy Zane was in the Rocketeer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forget. I didn't realize it was Billy Campbell. I thought this like for some reason in my brain, like I just switched the two. Like I thought Billy Zane was in this, not uh, Billy Campbell, who who I recognized <laughs> from the forty four hundred that I watched over ten years ago. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's. Huh. <laughs> and we're talking uh, so about we... the Rocketeer guy, right? Like you're talking about the actor who played yeah. the actual guy. Yeah, Billy Campbell. Movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't really recognize him from anything else. I can't, I can't really place him. He's in the Because I had the same thing. Because Alan, yeah. you, were, you weren't the only one because I, because when he was uh, at the opening of the movie, when he was getting into the racing plane, I was thinking to myself, is that Billy Zane? Is he in this? Did I forget <laughs> Billy Zane was in this? And then it wasn't until they did the real close-up on his face when he was flying that I realized, like, oh, okay, that's not Billy Zane. To uh, to quote somebody in the movie uh, that I'm about to talk about, is that Dean Cain? <laughs> is that Dean Cain? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, oh, gosh. So my favorite part of this era is mainly anything that has to do with the FBI. Oh, yeah. Mainly because of two, mainly because of one line, and it's during the opening chase, mm-hmm. and then 
and the FBI squad car gets shot up. And the conversation between the FBI agents goes, driver, crap, that, that that's our third car this month. And the other guy, the heck with Hoover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> and then, was it after that, they were playing paper, rock, scissors or something like that to see who yeah. was going to call Hoover to let him know what happened? Like, I... I love it when they insert in the 1930s an FBI agent who's who's either talking crap or afraid of dealing with Hoover. <laughs> I no, it, it's a very cool era, and I like the the startup story of the FBI. Like, I just think it's it was the same thing where it was the Johnny Depp movie that took place in that same era where he was John mm. Dillinger. I thought that was a lot of fun because again, it was the startup of the FBI and ah, J Edgar Hoover. Yeah. which I like absolutely love. So I think the last thing I wanted to bring up about this movie was just, just for Alan. Alan, I love Terry O'Quinn. I was going to say. I'm happy he was in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I give me Terry O'Quinn in anything, and I am there. Yeah. I want to see a whole movie as him as Howard Hughes. Um, yes. Like, I want to see that more he, than yeah. The Aviator. <laughs> That's fair. Because he... I also was like... Because I feel like uh, his women can age out past twenty five. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Also gross, yes. but yes. also yes. Uh, um, no, I I thought he was. I forgot it was him until I saw him. I'm like, is that Locke? And look, I was like, that's Locke. I thought he was the. I thought he was the agent at the beginning because he had a hat on, and I was like, he's kind of got the same facial structure. And then he showed up like with that guy in the next scene. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. there he is. Yeah, it's I saw him on IMDb. Um, oh, so I, I knew what was coming, but yeah. Well, I'm glad you at least enjoyed uh, enjoyed the Rocketeer a bit more than uh, than Romana's idea of it was. Yeah. So thank I, you. I, like, like I said, I this has been on my list for a while. Um, the one thing I'll add to the conversation about this is you guys compared it a lot to Iron Man because of the way the suit works, but. Joe Johnson directed Captain America first Avenger. He did. So yeah. there's a lot of similarities there too. Like just with the, the way he tells a story, I think this, mm-hmm. this film is really a good example of why he got that job more so than uh, honey. I shrunk the kids. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. It's very so. fair. And the that movie too. That's a good one. <laughs> I, we, we've all seen honey. I shrunk the kids, right? Oh okay. yeah. hundred percent. Okay. Good. I was really afraid you were going to say no. no, no I love that movie. Um, all right. This is my turn. It all is. right. Go for it. So my pick is a little bit more recent uh, and in the news recently, because it just won the Emmy for outstanding television movie. And that is Chippendale Rescue Rangers starring John Mulaney and Andy Samberg as Chippendale, along with a host of other uh, cameos from cartoons uh, premise of this film is Chippendale are retired from their TV show Chippendale Rescue Rangers, but when uh, Monterey Jack goes missing, they are pulled back together to rescue their friend. Uh, I saw this back when it premiered because uh, everything I saw marketing-wise for this movie made me want to watch it immediately, so I did. Um, what did you guys think of Chippendale? Because Devin... You had asked me to make this my pick. Yeah, I did. Do you regret that? Do you uh, regret that? Absolutely not. Of any of the three movies we watched this week, I had the most fun with this movie. I, 
Oh, I loved it. I, I would watch it again right now. I love this movie. Brian, what did you think? It was entertaining. I I found parts of it funny. <laughs> oh, no. That was almost negative. It's not an oh, no, and it's not negative. It's just okay. when it comes to this type of stuff, there's, like, a sense of humor mm-hmm. that I like, and it has to do with, like, timing and everything. And I don't know. We'll get into it. Okay. It, it, okay. Yeah. okay. It, it has more to do with how the movie was done than anything else. Okay. I'm trying to th- I'm trying to remember back to our last episode. Did you have the same reaction to Pop Star and Never Stop Never Stopping? I honestly don't remember. I think you did. I think I remember this. Right, so I think ma- I think it. Yeah. I think maybe the lo- what about Hot Rod? I made you watch Hot Rod, right? No. Yeah, I did. Didn't I? It was a while this ago. This is bad. This is bad. Yeah. If the two movies you're saying that I had a similar reaction to. That I don't remember. That's fair. I mean, I think yeah. that says. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that that speaks volumes for the sense of humor because it's directed by the same guys. Uh, this is a yeah. this is pretty much a Lonely Island movie. Um, you got Andy Samberg in here. You've got uh, mm. Yorma, I think, directed this. Um, I think so. But it so it's got a bunch of cameos from all over the place, Disney and likewise. Um, were there any moments in here, any moments that surprised you for a Disney movie? Yeah. When they were going down main street and they were like, Oh, that person Muppet fights that person oh. like drugs. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. And I, there were I sub- there were legit yeah. Disney characters in that too. Like the mom from Phineas and Ferb yeah. is walking through there, so presumably not doing something great. I mean, the show's off the air, so who knows? <laughs> who knows what oh, she yeah. does for work now? Who knows? No, I. You did anything surprise you, Ryan? Uh, just overall everything because I mean. It, it, it's a Disney movie, so there's a certain expectations and there's certain limits you think they're not going to go. And mm-hmm. then this this movie was how far I think a lot of people want Disney to go when it comes to making fun of itself. Like how Fox mm-hmm. will openly make fun of itself and it shows and it's mm-hmm. uh, as far as Fox was willing to go to let the Simpsons make fun of the network. Sure. People have been wanting Disney to do the same thing. And I feel like this movie is a step in that direction. I I really don't think Fox was encouraging Fox, uh, the Simpsons or the family <laughs> guy to make fun of them. They allow it because if they mm-hmm. here's the thing, if they weren't encouraging it, they were mm-hmm. allowing it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to say is that a lot of people want Disney to kind of do the same thing. Like, yeah. look. You're big enough. You can let your animators kind of poke fun at how big your network is because, you know, in the end, it's not going to cost you any revenue. Yeah. Yeah. And there there are some things in this that aren't necessarily Disney that I was kind of surprised to see. Mm-hmm. Like E.T. I was gonna bring E.T. That up. versus Batman uh, is yeah. a big one. Because <laughs> you see the, the poster yeah. for that and Mr. Doubtfire starring Meryl Streep. <laughs> but the, big, the um, biggest one... Yeah is ugly sonic it was like a part of the plot i thought he was just like a quick like cut to yeah. gag because i heard he was in it i didn't know he was plot heavy oh yeah how- i loved how they made fun of his teeth 
I absolutely loved how they made that a joke. How did they? How did they do that? Like, because also like Dobby's in the background of this movie. I wanted to bring that up because that was my favorite like fake ad yeah. inside the entire it so film. Yeah. And it was so quick too. Like I had to pause it and rewind to make sure that it was Dobby. And I actually put down in here favorite background joke: Dobby and a Gucci ad. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of it has to do with parody and fair use. Oh, uh, okay. Because for Sonic, uh, they always call him Ugly Sonic. It's never Sonic. His character name is mm-hmm. Ugly Sonic. So they didn't even have to get permission from Paramount to do that. Uh, because wow. it's a different character. They're making... F- it's a parody. Uh, so it's a lot of that. Um, mm, okay. I think there are some lines that are... Like, when they had to... Like, if you look in the freezer, there's, like, a Looney Tunes dinner with... Uh, Foghorn Lakehorn on it. Lakehorn. So... Yeah. I think there are some things that they had to get permissions for. Mm. But a lot of it just falls into parody law. So they can get away with wow. it. Wow. Uh, and then you have the Disney characters who show up that they had full reign to. Like, uh, my favorite is the Roger Rabbit cameo. Yeah. Which I think is the most underrated Disney movie. Because uh, people always forget about Roger Rabbit. I do. I'll need to rewatch it. I haven't seen it in years. I don't understand how people can forget about it. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, and then when you get into the whole bootlegging part of things like that's the easy way yeah. to get around it because uh you're not showing the actual character designs even though a lot of them were characters that disney owned like they just tweaked them enough like like the the, the small fish lady <laughs> yeah <laughs> one of my favorite lines in the movie is is the fake bart simpson or like a bort simpson delivering oh something like i penumbra or something <laughs> yeah I, oh i love it yeah uh, were there any other moments that stood out to you guys? Yeah, the Seth Rogen on Seth Rogen on Seth Rogen scene. Absolutely loved it. I because they're not DreamWorks. Like I don't know how they got that Blob character, oh, but I'm glad they did. Yeah, I, I think that's part of the. I think for the joke, they reached yeah. out to people who, like those studios because for something like that, yeah. you have to. I I'm, imagine you have to get permission to get the. You almost yeah. The Kung yeah. Fu Panda and uh-huh. Monsters vs. Aliens characters. I loved it though. Yeah. I thought it was so funny. Ryan, how about you? Yeah. Um. Did you ask me a question? Yeah. What, Sorry. Were there any moments that stood out to you? Um, there was a lot. Uh, like I said before, like it's the, the my, my thing of this movie was that there was too much crammed into the background. There was too sure. much scenery to eat through. Mm-hmm. That that I started getting kind of annoyed at it because I was paying more attention to the background than the actual storyline sometimes, and mm-hmm. and I had to gear myself back in because I forgot where the where the movie was going or what was happening. I find myself two scenes in and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. So I'd have to rewind it to get caught back up. That's where my issues uh, is with this movie came in. Um, and so I have too many moments that I really did <laughs> like. Um, but off the top of my head at the moment, I would have to say the, uh, the cheese den. Yeah. The, yeah, that whole thing. Um, just the whole gag from the show about you know him getting distracted by cheese and lifting off his feet and how that's an actual thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
And then it kind of makes you think about, okay, so is he addicted to cheese because they made him addicted to cheese on the show? And like, it's like scary that, implications. It's like real scary uh, is implications, though. But but my favorite line mm-hmm. is when Chip gets home and he looks at his phone and he says, a message on my landline. I don't like that. Or... <laughs> <laughs> don't like that like as soon as you said that like yeah yeah no no one leaves fest- no one leaves messages on a landline anymore <laughs> well what did you guys think about chip and like chip is this and gadget is this they're like cartoon in a 3d space design because alan i feel like you and i have seen this kind of thing in like Fortnite before mm-hmm. but like how did that play out in a movie for you guys did that look good i mean well, in my mind this it takes place in the same universe as Roger Rabbit. Okay. Uh, because there's even dip in this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is a nice callback. But I, the way I, like, I see it like that. Like, they just, they are, they look 2D in their animation style, but they're actually 3D. We just can't see it. Like, it's, you have to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the idea that you can be transformed into the CGI upgrades. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like it, Ryan? I mean, they had 2D and Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Well, I didn't know if you would prefer that style more, though. Like, if you look flat 2D hate, cartoons. I, I, so to get this out there, I yeah. absolutely hate the whole 3D CGI cartoon character thrown into a live action movie. I hate the Smurfs. I hate the Garfield movies. I can't stand any of them. The, 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 so does Bill Murray. The Peter Rabbit. I, I hate the look. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely hate the look. In fact, the only one I like is Sonic. And that's because I like Sonic enough to look past it. Mm-hmm. And so I like how they poke fun at that. Where, you know, like s- s- some of them are hand-drawn. Some of them are 3D animated. And it makes... It, it fits better in my mind in the Roger Rabbit universe okay. that already exists because it's, I mean, humans, them living together. Like that's how that's, that's, just that's the, the universe. And there's enough of them that it's not just one, 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 one off character that's CGI and everyone else is real. Mm-hmm. So, so does, does the movie cool world work for you at all? The yeah. 1992 Brad Pitt movie. Yeah, I love Cool okay. World because it's hand, okay. it's yeah, it's okay, hand animated. Never seen and it. And there's that separate universe. Never seen it. We're gonna have to watch it at some point. It's yeah, it's a trip. It's like yeah. Roger Rabbit, but much different. So, of all the characters that appeared in this, who was your favorite to yeah. see? Who was the most surprising? Who who got you excited? Oh goodness, I'm gonna say that my favorite. I mean. I loved Ugly Sonic, but that's not a good answer. I've got mine if you want me to. What is it? Yeah, what is it? Senator Butthead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you win! Senator's Butthead uh, campaign poster painted on the back of a park bench. Yep. I knew that was going to be your favorite. I forgot that that thing was there (laughs) until you said it. And every time I watch the movie, he's like, Ryan Ryan would appreciate that. Um, (laughs) Devin? Okay, I got a couple. So, I mean, the most obvious one for me is that they did, um, in that, like, panel of parts they took from people, one of the parts they took from people was Sora's hair from the Kingdom Hearts franchise. (laughs) And 
Oh, I just love the fact that they're referencing him in anything. Uh, I also just really liked Rick and Morty version of Chip and Dale when they <laughs> popped up on screen. That was also fun. So there's there's a lot. There's a lot that I like in this movie, but those are the big ones for now. Uh, I hated that wall. I hated that yeah. wall well, oh. well of the taken parts because it means that that character was kidnapped and yeah. transformed. But and is by the by yeah. the end of it, they are set back to normal. Hopefully, mm-hmm. like the like Jimmy Jimmy Neutron got his hair back. So uh, for for me, it's probably I like the Simpsons cutaway that they did when they transform into Simpsons characters. But yeah. very end, Darkwing Duck. Uh, like he's right. Like I want, I want Darkwing. Like, give, don't make it. Don't make a Chip and Dale sequel. Do, give me a Darkwing Duck movie where he's flying around Los Angeles, thinking he's an actual superhero. Like that's what I want to see. Yeah, he, was... he falls and hits his head. Forgets his actual persona. Only mm-hmm. remembers the character. And the police department goes go to Chip and Dale and that cop to go find him and bring him back to the hospital. I'd watch that movie. Yeah. One, one thing that I found interesting about this movie, watching it again is how absent the main Disney characters are. Like there's no mention of, there's no mention of Mickey or goofy. They say Donald duck once, but just because somebody was not wearing pants. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I want, like, I'm wondering if that was Disney, like being protective of that IP away from this. And if they do to get a sequel, if they would let them play with it or not. Right. I could definitely see that as being one of the, like, like, uh, qualifications or like rules they had in the deal. Be like, look, we're going to let you have extreme creative control and making jokes at our expense, but you have to leave and they drop a list. These IPs out yeah. of it yeah i could definitely see mm-hmm. that i'm happy that knight rider made the cut as a lunchbox though that part mm-hmm. was very cool yeah <laughs> oh uh the fact that you had uh the candle stick as the booth next to lumiere yeah next, yeah next next to dale and and he lit the five on fire yeah the uh the one thing that i will say this movie has gotten a little bit of flack for <clears throat> is its treatment of peter pan uh, because did it really though because of what happened to the actor who played peter pan in that original disney movie uh oh. there's a lot of similarities there between his real life and what happened to uh peter pan in this and some people are like that's oh. kind of in bad taste guys i don't think it was an intentional but it is worth looking into if you uh, have the time check out that that yeah. story because it, it is sad um no idea. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. That is a shame, man. Because um, I just was so charmed it was Will Arnett, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, Will Arnett uh, does a great... I mean, it, for what they did with it, it's a good... I like the moment with him and the Lost Boy. Like, uh, everybody gets old, kid. Like, <laughs> um, can't fight. Sorry. Um, yeah, that so that's pretty much all I have on Chip and... Do- what did you guys... Well, actually, real quick. What did you think of John Mulaney and Andy Samberg as the voices? Oh, phenomenal. I like... I do like John Mulaney, I think, stood out to me because I feel like Andy Sandberg and everything I hear him and it's just being Andy Sandberg. Mm-hmm. But I was happy to see that John Mulaney wasn't doing Spider-Ham in this. Mm-hmm. And it was more of a grounded thing. That part I really liked. Yeah. You don't know who they are. These are t- 
these are these are these are two guys who you guys know like really in depthly and every time you bring them up i'm like i only know them whenever we watch a movie that does voice acting and i have no point okay. of reference <laughs> i have no <laughs> well i am going to send you some john mulaney stand up because uh you need to understand the dean kane joke we made earlier uh, you're in for a treat yes. uh I'll, okay. I'll send you i'll send you the law and order bit and the yes the, the diner bit Okay. I've done the diner bit in real life, by that's the way. You, I that's because you're an asshole. Doesn't go for well. <laughs> I am. 100% I am. This is coming from the person in sixth grade that was like, it's okay. None of us get this. We're yep. fine. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. That was worse. I, this moment's worse. I was never going to bring that up again until this just happened. So. I'm glad you that's did, very, though. Okay. <laughs> uh, that does it for our triple feature. Let's talk a little bit about Disney Plus Day. Uh, we're not sponsored yes. by Disney, but if they want to throw us some money our way, I think they have a few bucks. Um, so Disney plus day is this Thursday. There's a lot of things coming out Thursday on Disney plus. Um, I forget what order I put things in. So I'm just going to start off with the new episode of she Hulk. Have you guys watched any of she Hulk yet? Yeah, I'm caught up. Yeah. Uh, do you yeah, have anyone in there that you didn't recognize Devin? <laughs> I got so mad at this most recent episode because the whole time they're talking about Megan V stallion which I'm going to be entirely honest for the first couple of times. I thought they were talking about a superhero, Megan, the stallion. And she was like a horse girl. And then it took me till half the episode to realize that No, 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 this is a real artist that is really alive in our real life. And that they were obsessed with, and I've never heard of before, but it really banked on the fact that you knew who that was. I, 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 I can't with you right now. Like I, I just can't. Um, <laughs> So <laughs> coming out to Disney plus this Thursday is Thor love and thunder, uh, a film that I saw and have the poster for up still. Uh, have you guys seen Thor love and thunder? I have. Are, Ryan, are you going to watch it on Disney plus at some point? Yes. Okay. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, also coming to Disney plus on Thursday is Pinocchio, the remake with, uh, Tom Hanks as Geppetto and Joseph Gordon Levitt. Joseph Gordon Levitt as Je- as a uh, wait as Jiminy Cricket. It's yeah. you and McGregor. I thought it was you and McGregor as Jiminy. I thought it was Joseph. Gordon- Am I wrong? Isn't it Joseph Gordon Levitt? Let me see. You and McGregor is in the other Pinocchio, the Guillermo del Toro. Oh, the other Pinocchio. Okay, I get those two mixed up. I forgot there were two. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's. You said you're excited for this, Ryan. Yeah, I am. Uh, so we got back three weeks ago, and I've been wanting to watch nothing but like Disney cartoons, original, wow. Renaissance, modern. Like it's all I've been really wanting to watch. And so one of the first ones we watched was Pinocchio when we got back, and I had no idea this was happening. So like Kristen and I watched watched the cartoon, and then like a few days later to a week later, we saw an ad for it, and I'm like. This is straight from the cartoon. This is just a live action, straight from the cartoon, shot by shot, like thing, and it's Tom Hanks sold. Like, <laughs> what? It, what? It, well, this is also Zemeckis. Yeah, I was gonna right? say what attracts me to it is it's Robert Zemeckis who does the uh, motion capture CGI stuff very well because he's been yeah. doing it Great. since it was since it was the dead eyed Seth Rogen and Chip and Dale. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'll check this out. Um, I need to rewatch the original Pinocchio because it's been about 20 years since I've seen it. 
But oh, wow. uh, also coming to Disney Plus is uh, the Simpsons short, Welcome to the Club, because every year we get two Simpsons shorts and I'm here for it. Uh, this one has, the, I don't know much about it, but it has Lisa dressed as a witch driving off a cliff in a car with Ursula from The Little Mermaid. So, I'll uh, fine. Thelma and Louise. So uh, sign fine. me up. That's funny. Uh, and then finally, the uh, the documentary Obi Wan Kenobi: A Jedi's Return, the behind the scenes look at Obi Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus. That one might be interesting if they make it in in kind of the same vein as the the Mandalorian ones, because I didn't think I would be so interested in the filmmaking process for them until I saw the technology that came behind it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's similar for this, if they're just like, yeah, we took we did the Mandalorian and it worked, so here it is again. Or <laughs> if they have more interesting things to tell us. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious. I've enjoyed all of the behind the scenes stuff that they've done for the Star Wars stuff. I think I even watched I even watched the Boba Fett one, and that was interesting. But I I oh, think wow. the best behind the scenes thing that I've seen that they've done was for Multiverse of Madness because it's hosted by Bruce Campbell. Who's just Aww. being Bruce? Like, just, if you just watch the first two minutes of it, you're in for a treat. Mm-hmm. Like, we stopped yeah. it after that, but like, his opening to it was phenomenal. <laughs> uh, I you stopped it yeah. after that. Ryan, would you watch the behind the scenes things, or are you like, I watch the show and it's fine, I'm good? It depends how obsessed I am with it. Okay, because it's partly it's like. Do you guys remember a movie called Movie Magic that was on Discovery Channel, like the late 90s, early millennium? No. Okay, there was a show that they actually had that was on Weekly, and they went into, like, how they did Hocus Pocus, and how they did um, a bunch, you know, like, I saw behind-the-scenes stuff on the movie Speed, and Twister, and it was a show that was all dedicated to just how they did all of the technical stuff week after week on all these major movies. Mm-hmm. And so after watching all of that, like, unless I'm obsessed with something like, let's take Prey. If they were mm-hmm. to make a behind the scenes thing on Prey, I'd watch it in a heartbeat because I love yeah. the movie. If I was like, eh, it was a good movie, I'll probably watch it again. And they came out with one. I'm like, ah, it's all green screen. It's OK. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. It's... <laughs> all right. Well, I think that does it. Um we might do a recap of some Disney Plus stuff later in the week. Uh, that could be fun. It could be fun. Uh, also, I'm debating whether or not we should do a live commentary on the Emmy Awards next Monday. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, debating that. So we'll stay tuned to find that out. In the meantime, go to our Instagram page and you can fi- uh, enter the contest to win the Hocus Pocus 2 poster that we are giving away. Next week is my pick. And... We have a film coming out next week uh, here in the States that has a little bit of a different kind of opening. Like this film's already screened a few places. People have seen it, but it's going to fathom fathom events next week. Uh, So I think in honor of that, it's time in honors of clerks three, we're going to watch the final Kevin Smith film that I have not made you guys watch. And that is 2004's Jersey girl. What do you guys know about Jersey Girl? Ben Affleck's in it. Okay. Ryan, do you, is, it. is that all you know? 
It's a movie I stayed away from for a while because the people who I knew who were obsessed with it, I really didn't care. Okay. Oh no. Well, <laughs> it's gonna be it's good. It's yeah. gonna be an interesting conversation, um, because there things in this movie have come back around full circle and aged well, and other things have not. And none of that has to, and none of that has to do with Kevin Smith. It just has to do with the people in the movie. Um, but okay. I'm really excited to rewatch this in honor of Clerks Three. Um, so tune in next week on Tuesday for that. In the meantime, you can watch. You have to watch the podcast on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube live every Tuesday, or go back and watch our older episodes. You can listen. You have to watch this podcast on all major podcasting platforms. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and enter our contest. Rules are on the the Hocus Pocus 2 post. In the meantime, for you who have to watch this podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And I will, we will see you next week.